This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed. I'm sitting here with an awesome person named Allie Gertz. How are you doing, Allie? Good, how are you? Good. And uh, can you tell the people listening in their homes or cars or wherever weird places <laughs> they choose to listen? The bus. The bus. <laughs> the bus. Can you, uh, can you tell people who you are? Can you tell people on the bus who you are? Bus dwellers. Uh, I am Allie Gertz and I am in a band called Cosby Sweater. Uh, if you know my band, you, uh, know that I really like to sing nerdy love songs. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, because I, I listen to a lot of nerdy music, but your songs are very, very lovely. Thank and you. if you were just listening to them in the background, they would sound like peaceful and beautiful Aww. and maybe about a breakup, but yes. they're usually not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are songs that I would like the people I'm singing about to be able to listen to. Wow. Just like, you know, if you have a themed birthday party like let's say you have a game of thrones themed birthday party (laughs) you wouldn't have the plates have pictures of the characters of game of thrones you'd have it look like it's in the set of game of thrones that's kind of how i approach my music like i would like it to actually fit into that world (laughs) okay so you want it to make sense in the world that it comes from yes so have you had a game of thrones birthday party because you've thought about that a lot (laughs) i have not uh although you know I feel like I've resisted the themed parties quite um, as heavily as I... Like, I I used to be super into themed parties, but I think (laughs) I've kind of shed that um, in in a compromise for a larger attendance. (laughs) (laughs) So what theme party did you have that drove your friends away? Because that's that's Um, the subtext I'm hearing. You know, uh, for the Harry Potter um, part one, Mm -hmm. I went all out, but there were only probably six people that came, and they weren't even like six close friends. They were just of the large number of people I invited to see the seventh... um, Okay, part one of that. Okay, I thought you meant it was the first part of your party. (laughs) My Harry Potter party, part one. By the time we were all sorting which house we were going to go in, people decided to leave. No, um, when the uh, seventh movie came out, the first part, uh, I had like d- really fancy cupcakes that I got like from this place. Like I really, I don't, I didn't have a job because I was in, well, actually, well, yeah, I wasn't making big bucks. I was still in high school okay. or college. Um, and I decided to go all out and like, I was, I was aware of like, how to throw cool parties in my head. And <laughs> that involved like elaborate planning and really fancy invitations that I made on Illustrator and <laughs> costumes required. Um, but also like cool music, like MC Chris. Um, yeah, and that, I know MC and, Chris. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking like, yeah, this will be great. And so I had the music loud enough that if there were a bunch of people, it would have been very appropriate. But for the few people that did show up, it was just a, like burden, burdensome. Like, okay. It was very loud was music, hard. waiting to go see the movie. Shy Harry Potter people <laughs> screaming over <laughs> rap music. Uh, air quotes rap music. Yeah, nerdcore. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so, how many, so how many people showed up? Probably six. And did you actually sort them? No. I did, <laughs> I, okay, I did have a legitimately wonderful themed birthday party for Harry Potter when I was 11. That seems... That made more sense. Yeah. That seems like the, <laughs> the appropriate age. I feel like maybe if you're older than Harry, you shouldn't necessarily be sorting people into houses. Right. You should have the party that is appropriate for the age that Harry would be. <laughs> yes. Like, if you're going to have, like, a 40-year-old Harry Potter party, you I should mean, be, like, Harry Potter when he is 40. Like, it, bitter, old... 
this is these are not keys to your own personal happiness. I think <laughs> to be happy, you should throw themed parties for your whole life. But if you want to be cool, maybe taper back a little bit and just enjoy some Moscow mules on your birthday. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you for the, the whole themed party diversion. That's not it. actually your obsession. <laughs> Although, well. if you want to come back, we can talk about that. But your obsession is The Simpsons. The Simpsons. And now, how many Simpsons songs do you have in your repertoire? Um, the... So the two that are released currently that you could listen to now um, are Frank Grimes, mm -hmm. in parentheses, grimy as he liked to be called. It's a longer <laughs> title. Um, that one's just on my YouTube, and it's embedded in a I've been on YouTube for one year video, okay. but you can find it. <laughs> and then um, the one that I really love the most is Everything's Coming Up Millhouse. Yeah. That one's on my album. That's the one I like to play most when I'm performing. And um, it's the most special to me that is out. But I'm also about to put out one uh, called Dr. Tongue Has Arrived. Um, which is <laughs> I about, have no idea what that reference is. <laughs> uh, which is about uh, Jimbo Jones. Okay. He's one of the bully friends. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, it used to be called the Ballad of, Jim, of Jimbo Jones. Now it's called Doctor Tongue Has Arrived um, because <laughs> a the little bit better for you too. <laughs> the Ballad of Jimbo Jones was too on the nose, um, and then I'm also working on a song called Mole Man in the Morning. Nice, uh, which is about Mole Man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, the Everything's Coming Up Millhouse is one of those nice for me uh, nerdy songs. That's great if you know the material. If you know. <laughs> the horrors of Millhouse, but it also sort of transcends. Uh, I think knowing Millhouse well on the show right. to just a general sort of Millhouse yeah. state of being. Yes, <laughs> which is lovely and horrifying and beautiful. And I I hope so. Like my, you know, I I get asked like, why do you write such specific songs? Like people aren't going to get them if they don't get the show. But I think of some of my favorite songwriters like Ben Folds, who like I don't know who Annie is and why she's waiting in the song Annie waits. <laughs> I just know that I like the song and I like to clap along. So I hope that people sometimes will feel that way about everything's coming up Millhouse or Frank Grimes. Yeah, no, I I like to feel emotionally <laughs> ambivalent while. Yeah. <laughs> everything's coming up Millhouse, which I mean is a compliment. Uh, so how would you try to sum up The Simpsons to someone who has somehow never heard of The Simpsons? Uh, I would say cartoon sitcom. Just that's the easiest way to say it. Um, just just a, a funny show about a family. They happen to be cartoon. Uh, that's, <laughs> that is really what it is. And in the early seasons... There's, they, yeah, there's a massive helicopter <laughs> that is coming for They're us. They're on to us. <laughs> Somebody's having a... Who's talking about Millhouse? <laughs> a themed birthday party for SWAT members. It's actually all the people that were supposed to come to my Harry Potter party. <laughs> They're being flown out. <laughs> shit, shit, theme party, get out of here. Um, the, the show, what's so cool about it in the beginning at least, um, is that they really do treat it like humans so they don't really make them do anything that humans couldn't do they don't give them weird superpowers or something that could only be animated right it's they just happen to be cartoons and it's this cool thing because people wouldn't have really expected a cartoon to be taken so seriously yeah humor t uh homer takes a little bit of physical abuse yes probably more <laughs> yeah than the normal human can yeah but besides I, that you, you might already know this but uh i learned about this on jibber jab which is the little round table that conan does but oh, cool. when they reached the bart the daredevil episode mm -hmm. where homer is falling down a cliff right after trying to you know go over there with bart uh, they only agreed to doing that if they showed him getting more physically harmed. So they're just like, we can do that, but they have to show his head bleeding. They have to show him getting bruised, and it has to end with him having to go to 
reached ER. It worked for me because I loved it when yes. he got really fucked up. Like, <laughs> yes. okay, the stakes are nice and high now. <laughs> right. That he seems like he is truly in deep pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever met in your life someone who has just never heard of The Simpsons? Never heard of? Wow. Um, you know, I, I'm sh- I would say that never heard of is a stretch just because it's so, so tremendously important. And I talk about it over people possibly saying, I haven't heard of it. Um, But if I did, it would have probably been in elementary school um, when I was first watching it. um, Because there were those kids that weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Really? Tons of kids. In fact, my best friend growing up wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. She was someone who was on um, the more religious side. Her parents really felt like it was like an abomination. Was it Bart's misbehavior that scared them? It was that. It was the swearing. It was the... <laughs> all dis- all the does. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the disregard for uh, a lot of good neighborly traits. Like the, the character Flanders would be this family and then Homer uh, would be the show. Okay, yeah. So Flanders is a little too on the nose. Right, yeah. And But what's funny is that show is so, so good for like teaching kids right from wrong. Yeah, I think They really so. have a bunch of consequences when anyone does do anything that yeah. is rude or offensive. Yeah, I think it represents the true human condition in that Absolutely. lots of people want to do horrible, yeah. selfish things all the time, but then they feel bad or exactly. remember how it's going to affect their family and all that. Totally. Uh, um, but yeah, I would say that, that that would probably be the closest I've come in contact to someone that hasn't heard of The Simpsons. So when your friend wasn't allowed to watch it, would you go to school and would you act out <laughs> the episode? <laughs> would you report on what she had missed? Yeah, I mean, um, this friend uh, would just kind of not get the appeal because you know your parents kind of brainwash you in a way my mm-hmm. parents brainwashed me to love the simpsons so <laughs> we were both we were both products of our parents and my parents happened to be very cool and uh i would quote it all the time um i don't think i i would print out the the script and read it to her the way i did with with wayne's world when i watched that in seventh grade but you printed out the script and you read it to her uh, well, in seventh grade, um, and I have a lot of obsessions, but we'll stick to Simpsons after this. Um, when I saw Wayne's World for the first time, I actually typed the entire script just for fun because I wanted to know what it felt like to type perfect words to make a perfect <laughs> script. Did you type stage directions or like physical actions? Yeah, I did a few. It, like it Wayne wasn't like makes a book. face? Yeah, you know, I would do. Garth he, looks like he's I would farting. say that Garth. Uh, was doing like air humping and I would <laughs> my favorite is actually that I I did uh, what I imagined Cantonese was spelled like because it was all phonetic <laughs> you know yeah. I got Zhang right so you didn't you didn't uh, learn another language this, type it no. <laughs> obviously <laughs> your skills would be very wasted but did you just like freeze frame a DVD yeah I would just watch it and type as I go that's how I'm an excellent typist um, I, I feel like most of my uh, clerical skills came from watching and typing this movie, really. So have you taken like typing tests where you just type out the Wayne's oh, World yeah. script? Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So uh, getting back to The Simpsons, um, are Black. there like quotes or scenes that have like uh, that affect you on a daily basis? Like you think of that idea or that quote or that scene from The Simpsons mm-hmm. on a daily basis? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of us Simpsons kids do. Uh, I feel like, you know, 
I know it's in my song, but everything's coming up Millhouse is something that you say when something's going well. If you have a good streak, you say everything's coming up Allie or whoever you are. Do you honestly say it without irony? Because yes. it's, I mean, in the show, to me, it's almost always sort of ironic because you know things aren't going to go well for Millhouse for too terribly long. Right. <laughs> That's why that joke is so funny. Um, yes. Uh, with any kind of Simpsons love, there's never a wink and there's never a nudge or any kind of like, look at me, I'm quoting The Simpsons. It's all coming from a place of, of deep fandom and love. I love The Simpsons so much. Um, so aside from that, obviously Boo Learns comes into to every day. And um, there are favorite quotes and then there are just things that I think of all the time. Like, you know, if, if your computer's having a hard time uh, loading and it finally comes up, I think of... Uh, Smithers saying, uh, Smithers opening his computer and Mr. Burns saying, you are good at turning me on, which is <laughs> one of my favorite jokes. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you don't, you don't realize how much of your own dialogue is someone else's until you're asked a question like this and you start to really kind of go back and look at your daily conversations, and I think if someone were to follow me around, they'd find that there are at least five or six that come up probably every day. Wow. So the everything's coming up Millhouse. You you insert yourself. You don't say everything's coming up Millhouse. You say everything's coming up Allie. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I do. And people like to say it to me a lot, too, since they know that I wrote the song. If I ever post any good news on Facebook or Twitter, people will respond, everything's coming up Cosby Sweater. <laughs> that was actually the name of an article um, that was written um, when my album came out from oh, cool. uh, Ain't It Cool News, which I thought was really, really sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I love it. And is that common uh, for what, what you call Simpsons kids, that they don't have a sense of irony about that quote? I think it's all coming from a pretty uh, good place. I think it's all kind of kind of jokey and fun. Like... Um, it could be it could be like a like a raz sometimes. I think that if something's going horribly, you might also use a pen. <laughs> there's you know there's always a good place to say it. Yeah, to me it's just always sounded like something horrible is right around the corner. <laughs> I think it's kind of like you finally got a break. Yeah. You know, like Millhouse has so much like he's so downtrodden and so many bad things happen all the time, and he really like hates those flood pants. Like they're so <laughs> ugly. But then there's a flood. And his cuffs are bone dry. <laughs> Millhouse, you did it. All right. Well, I guess I'm just a negative <laughs> asshole. That's what we're learning about me today. Uh, if, uh, if you could interact with any Simpsons character in real life, mm -hmm. make them flesh and bone and make them walk around, yeah. which Simpsons character would you want to have in your life? Mr. Bergstrom. Right, who is Mr. Bergstrom? Uh, he's from my favorite episode, um, and he is played by Dustin Hoffman, and <laughs> the episode is Lisa's Substitute. Okay. And uh, he just plays this just wonderful, lovely uh, substitute teacher who really understands Lisa on a profound level. And this is season two, before it's really gotten too deep. Like, the show hasn't, like, season one is, is I think, great. People will say that the golden age is two to eight, but I really do love season one. And season two is beautiful because of this episode. Uh, he really he really shows a side of Lisa that we haven't seen before, which is her uh, attractiveness as a person. Okay. Like, not on a romantic level, just as, like, she's more than, than just a brainy student. Like, she's empathetic and she's sweet and loving. 
And Mr. Bergstrom really just brings that out of her. And he sings uh, and plays guitar, which I loved. <laughs> he does parody songs. He's kind of like Weird Al. Okay. He is not really. <laughs> if you know the episode, you'd know that that was silly. But uh, he's just, he's wonderful. And I would have had a crush on him when I was Lisa's age. And I would have a crush on him as uh, Miss Krabappel's age. So, but it sounds like this man maybe this character sort of shaped you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I'm sure you... He's only in one episode, too. That's amazing. I'm sure you related to, to Lisa. What's right? funny is only were... just now. Only just now. Because I think I think part of being uh, on the nerdier side is not knowing that you're nerdy. I think, I think a part of being a, a young nerd is wanting to be Bart and Homer. Like, I think... Wanting to be cool? Yeah, wanting to be cool. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, the characters I loved were... Homer and Bart, and it wasn't until maybe two years ago when I was, you know, living kind of on my own and I was figuring out my own stuff that I really started to find Marge and Lisa funny. And I realized these characters are wonderful and also really funny. Wow. I thought they were boring my whole life, and now they're my favorites. So you were the kind of kid who would throw theme parties and type out the script <laughs> to Wayne's World. <laughs> Uh-huh. And you, you didn't see yourself in Lisa Simpson? No. <laughs> Ow. It's really fascinating. What's, what's fascinating, too, is that um, having written all my songs, they're, you know, if you'll look at my track list, they're usually about um, kind of underdogs. Mm-hmm. I find that I gravitate towards those characters. And I, th- I think they're super interesting. And um, I thought nothing of it. I was just singing about what I know. And then um, the person who ended up recording and producing my album and is a good friend of mine, Adam Bush, uh, told me, um, you know, these songs are all about you, right? And I <laughs> fuck him. I was just like, no, they're not. You are. Fuck what? you. They're about you, big nerd. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. Those kinds of things, you know. I wasn't planning to relate so much to Milhouse or Lisa or Ralph or any of those characters or Marge. And then you kind of sit with yourself and it's like, oh yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Do you find any of the characters actually sexually attractive? Um, as, as when I was a child or now? Now. Now. How about? <laughs> if you less creepy. Would you like to talk about my childhood sexuality or? <laughs> How about your healthy adult sexuality? <laughs> okay. Um, let's think. It's hard to separate the characters from the voice actors because the vo- voice actors are, um, you have an image of them in your head even if you do know what, right. you know, they look like on and off screen. Um, and also there are so many cameos that it'd be easy to say, James Woods' character. <laughs> like, he plays himself. Adam West. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, not so much. Not Adam West. <laughs> um, yeah, Troy McClure. For sure. And, <laughs> nice. uh, so, well, yeah, Max Powers, you got, I mean, Jimbo's kind of, kind of hot in his own weird, annoying, high schooly way. In which um, one is Jimbo visually? So he's he, one of Nelson's he's, buddies, yeah, right? Yeah, he's, he's the tall, lanky one. He's okay. got the purple hat and the, the skull and crossbones black t-shirt. And, uh, <laughs> he's a bad boy. Yeah, he's a bad boy. He's got longer hair, like, to his shoulders. Oh, okay, kinda. right, right. Uh, he's way to breathe no breath uh, in Bart Loss's <laughs> soul. And then also the, the, the chorus for the Jimbo Jones song is based on a a quote that I thought was much more popular, so I don't think the song's going to do very well as far as, like, number of views. Um, But there's a scene where Bart is in love with his babysitter. Um, Her name is Laura Powers. And she's, like, this cool older girl. Kind of has this Daria vibe, only a little bit. Oh, yeah, I remember that episode, yeah. Yeah, super cool and badass. And then um, 
he is heartbroken to find that she is dating Jimbo. And so Jimbo comes over to the Simpsons' home, and uh, they're sitting on the couch together, and he's kind of, you know, trying to figure out how to make it go somewhere. And he says, like, hey, my shirt's chafing me. Mind if I take it off? <laughs> and then another cutscene later, it's just like, oh, man, you'd never believe it. Now my pants are chafing me, too. <laughs> And uh, I always thought that that was such a funny and stupid pickup line, but it also is somewhat charming in an ironic <laughs> sense. So he's attractive. They're all, there's something to all of them. Uh, I would say that those are the top contenders, though. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So do you find that, that those dumb pickup lines charming because they're so ineffective? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like... I feel like, well, you know, my whole approach to anything romantic or sexual is usually not taken too seriously. I think, I, I think I'm afraid to be serious in those uh, ways. And so I think I would laugh harder if someone were like Kirk and asking <laughs> me to borrow a feeling. You know, <laughs> I think I'd be like, oh, no, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's very, very healthy. Uh, so do you feel like your your actual diet of what you take in was affected by The Simpsons? Did you eat donuts to feel like, I'm eating donuts <laughs> like The Simpsons? Or, no. When I drink beer, I'm being like Homer. <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. Uh, no, it was not. My diet was strictly my parents diet which was exceptionally unhealthy um (laughs) in in ways that are similar to donuts (laughs) you know lots of uh my dad was dr pepper guy my mom was a pepsi guy and uh (laughs) we ate a bunch of fritos and a ham steak um (laughs) if i were you know my my sister rebecca was the one that always got compared to lisa because she's a vegetarian and now is vegan. Okay, yeah, um, she just keeps upping her game. <laughs> yeah, what's next, Rebecca? <laughs> just kale. <laughs> Nothing but kale, Rebecca. Uh, yeah, so um, I I wouldn't say that it has, no. Okay, so is, was your sister older or younger? Younger. I'm the, I'm the baby. Okay, so did you feel like the underdog? Is that why you didn't relate to Lisa Simpson? Like, she was Lisa Simpson and... Yeah. Therefore, you had to be girl Bart? <laughs> yeah, well, I just always, you know, in, in any kind of... Um, you know, role-playing kid kind of fantasies where you're, you know, you'll pretend to be a character. I was always um, Bart or, more importantly, Luke when we would do Star Wars. Was she Han? She didn't play. They were too (laughs) old. They were 10 years older than I was, so I was on, on my own. I, you know, I'm my, I'm actually my, um, they're, they're half-sisters, so they're, they're my moms, and then I would just hang out with the, um, with the boys that were younger than me across the street. So even though I was the youngest in, um, my own family, I, I kind of acted as, like, the the eldest when it went to the, the neighborhood. Like, there weren't that many neighborhood kids, and, uh, I, I would kind of hang out with any of the stray cats that were there and kind of lead cool. them in my <laughs> games. <laughs> so you instigated Star Wars games and I claimed would. Luke Skywalker. Yes, I was Did always Luke. any of the boys ever fight you and want to be Luke Skywalker? Uh, they wouldn't have had a chance. <laughs> uh, no, they actually, well, because, you know, they were of the generation that had just come out, um, even though I'm also... Uh, young enough to have been influenced by the the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. you know I don't mess yeah, with that. Who wants to? Play I don't that? mess with that. They do. Little boys do. Little yeah. boys that have never really had the affinity for early Star Wars are all about it because that's Star Wars to them. And so they were always more interested in playing Darth Maul. 
and <laughs> you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they want to be Anakin because I do know like my nephew and some other mm-hmm. younger kids got attached to Anakin because hey, he was a kid like them and they could relate. You want a two-sided lightsaber. Man, Darth Maul is, but there's nothing to work with. That offends me. That offends me. Of the yeah. Fucking also, you look nothing like Darth Maul. Like you look nothing like Darth Maul. You, you're only gonna look like an idiot if you try yeah, to do his moves. Exactly. You have like three lines. Yeah. That don't make sense, and then exactly. you die. Yes. I mean, I guess there's a lot of backstory to fill in, but. That just makes me... I'm fascinated with the Luke thing because uh, everybody was more pro-Han. Like, Luke was mm-hmm. accepted. Yep. Like, hey. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I thought Luke was better than Han, Luke and that amazing. made me an outcast. Mm. Yes. I, <laughs> why Why did you gravitate? Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Switching the tables on me. We literally switched sides of the table just now. Uh, I think that I... Uh, well, I had a, a, I had, and to have an older brother, mm-hmm. uh, and we always Try just, for your loss. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we always just divided, divided people up. Uh, he right. wanted to be Spock, so I got to be Kirk, and mm-hmm. he wanted to be Han, so I, I just kind of inherited Luke, but I like right. Luke better anyway, because he was sensitive. Yeah, and he's got a cool sister. Yeah, and I also think that there's something about the guy who has a lot of power and is really important, but yeah. nobody believes in him. Yeah, totally. Underdog. <laughs> For some reason, I related to that. <laughs> yeah. Like, hmm. I can secretly lift rocks with my mind, too, fuckers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll come rescue Han. Yeah. Huh. I mean, Luke is definitely the... I almost said the Millhouse, but that's not true. He's just... Everything's coming up, Skywalker. Because yeah. <laughs> um, Luke is such a great character, but he's kind of he's Lisa Simpson-y. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not a good student. <laughs> no. He tries. He tries hard. Yeah. Lisa never would have left Dagobah. Listen, it's a bad analogy. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, would you ever want to live in the Simpsons' house? Uh, would I... Do you if it mean was... if it were recreated in our world? Yeah. Like they did? They did that yeah. as a contest. Yeah. Where... Would... Do you know about that? Yeah. Okay. Did you want to win no. that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Never but, in a million years. I like mid-century modern interior design. <laughs> so it's just aesthetically, or would it creep you out like to be Aesthetic. a real person in the cartoon uh, well, world? Well, you know, that'd be like... Uh, They'd be like, uh, oh, I, I know you, you like your wife an awful lot. How about you wear all of her clothes? <laughs> mm, let's not turn the tables this time. Maybe. If I won a contest, maybe. Uh, That's what it is. I, you know, I like to, I like to love things um, deeply and uh, truly, but also uh, from afar. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love you from over here. That's a great song. Right. You could write that song. I want to love you from over here. I said. Free. That's free. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So you work on At Midnight, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think Krusty the Clown would be a good guest yes. on the television show At Midnight? Oh, I've never thought of that. Yes. He'd be amazing. He'd be so, he'd be so frustrated by the kind of crap that's happening on the internet that he would just be a delight he would just be so curmudgeonly and angry but then would also have to put on his crusty face and would have to kind of suck it up and and end up like i think getting competitive towards the end like yeah. he might come in kind of like big shot too big for the show doesn't feel like he's <laughs> supposed to do it and then uh he'll notice that you know Patton and, and blaine or different contestants on the panel are are actually giving it you know a good try and then he'll want to beat them and prove that he's the funniest person for the next 23 hours <laughs> do you think that he would push back against uh chris hardwick and try to take the show over 
I think that uh, he would be very threatened. And I think <laughs> that he would think just like, how does this how does this guy get to do it? Like he's just nice. He's just nice and clean shaven and he's sweet to people. That's not what comedy is. He hasn't been through hell. <laughs> Where are the pies in the face? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope Ed Midnight is so successful that they can afford to animate Krusty the Clown. Oh, that'd be amazing. Is a guest. A whole animated episode would be awesome. Um, when you when you meet people in real life, do you ever think of them as the Simpsons characters that they would correlate to? On initial uh, meeting? Like, I meet someone and I'm so quickly yeah. thrown by their appearance that's so cartoonish. <laughs> I'm not asking if you've ever met a giant yellow person with weird blue hair that doesn't move. But do you, when you meet people in real life, do you mm-hmm. think, like, that person really has a Mr. Burns attitude or... Oh, sure, sure. Kind of like um, just where my brain goes naturally. There are some people I would think, you, you know, you, more of the more of the caricature kind of characters, like comic book guy, definitely, those kinds of people, super yeah. easy. Um, <laughs> when I meet people, I don't instantly try and, and compartmentalize them into a Simpsons character, um, but I definitely would be quick to tell someone which character they would remind me of. Okay. In a, in a good situation or a bad situation? Yeah. I could say that, yes. Would you, like, tell someone you're a real Flanders? <laughs> <laughs> um, there have been people that I think are so much like Flanders that I couldn't ever tell them because I would want to let them be Flanders for their whole life <laughs> and wouldn't want to intrude on their natural habitat. <laughs> on their natural Flanders. <laughs> cool. Uh, would you, have you ever thought about the real world functioning the way The Simpsons does in that time moves on, their cultural references move on, mm. they're always active in the present world, Yes. but they themselves do not age? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about what that would actually be like or desired that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that just means uh, getting to stay young forever. Who doesn't want that to a degree? I would love that. And I, you know, I feel like I act like that in a lot of ways. I feel like I, feel like I will choose to have a childish part of me forever and ever and will continue to see the the world of pop culture change and still react as as obsessively as I do now and have when I was a kid. I think that that's a beautiful thing. Cool. Um, so where do you fall on the quality line? Do you feel like the show is <laughs> not as good anymore? Uh, I wouldn't know because I stopped watching very oh. firmly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> knives out. <laughs> okay, when did you stop watching? Uh, so, uh, and, and I will say, I've heard from many great writers and friends that the show has gotten good again or that it never got bad. It just really hurt when it wasn't perfectly wonderful and great. And I stopped watching consistently, I would say, season 10. Wow. Yeah. But uh, the, the day that I never watched another Simpsons episode, outside of Treehouse of Horror, because Treehouse of Horror is always good no matter what, because okay. it doesn't really have to follow like the same kind of... Right timeline like it's a little safer and, and I it's won't always say easier been, but yeah. it's just always good it's always been outside of the box and weird right. little vignettes yeah. exactly um was when uh maude died when maude died i just i felt like 
this feels gross. My, Flanders' wife, right? Yes, Flanders' and, wife died. And, and it was just a plot point, right? I think it was a dispute with the actress. Okay. Um, I think there might have been some kind of uh, problem with her contract or pay or something. I was a little too young to even really quite understand like the whole mechanics of, of what makes The Simpsons The Simpsons behind yeah. the scenes. Uh, but I remember my parents telling me something about that and... You know, as as much as I'd like to make it an elective decision, it was a household decision. We all kind of just stopped watching it. You just threw your Fritos down in yeah, anger? <laughs> yeah, I stomped on them. And then I cleaned them up promptly because I'm a good kid. <laughs> like Lisa Simpson. Secret <laughs> Don't Lisa say Simpson. It. <laughs> so, uh, but you did, did the family actually have like a meeting? Like, hey, we have to sit down and talk about The Simpsons? Or was we it just. I just started watching other shows. I'm trying to think of what else would have been on Sunday at 8, but that's when new Simpsons would come on. And. I think we just stopped watching. I don't know if we were watching Jeopardy or whatever else was on, um, but it just stopped becoming a, a good thing for us. And this is also when my older sisters were starting to move out of the house and when I started to have a little bit more autonomy as far as what I do with my free time. And okay. maybe homework assignments got more taxing and it just, I probably just grew up and I wasn't really able to follow it anymore. Okay. Now, do you have any intention of ever going back and watching the decade yeah. and a half you haven't watched? Yeah, that's hard because I'm someone who's watched the, um, I almost called it the original series. <laughs> <laughs> seasons, the true Simpsons. <laughs> seasons 1 through 10. Uh, I've seen that, um, not counting reruns and just happening to, like, and actually just seeing it on TV, but electively sitting down and watching it in bulk. Like, Five or six times, like okay. every single episode in a row. Okay, like that's, that's what I mean. you're watching on DVD or streaming yeah, or whatever. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, not counting the times like with commentary. Um, <laughs> so I've I've already given um, a lot of my time to The Simpsons, and I know that it's th- that those episodes are great. Um, but I also don't want to be someone who's closed off to another side of The Simpsons. Like one of the reasons I never got into Futurama until recently was because I felt like it looks too much like The Simpsons to not be The Simpsons. And I would rather (laughs) watch Old Simpsons than Futurama, whatever this horrible show is. And then I watched it. um, like, And I I watched one episode when it came out. I watched the pilot. And I thought, for whatever reason, like, it was horrible. And the reason was, and this is the same reason I don't like newer Simpsons, is it didn't hold up to me, the way that early Simpsons did. Okay. And it's totally fair to do that with later episodes of The Simpsons. Totally unfair to do that with a show that's not <laughs> The Simpsons. Brand new. And then I finally watched it, um, Futurama, and it became kind of like my new Simpsons. Like, I'm not obsessed with it. I've only seen it once all the way through in a couple okay. episodes uh, several times. Um, I just started rewatching it again recently. Okay. But that show is fantastic uh and it kind of is where i went instead of finishing the simpsons series okay cool so do you want the show to end do you want it to just be over or is there that's is a it complex thing that, it's... <laughs> that that is that's a hard thing because um had you asked me when i was a little bit more uh angry of a person like i would have said like, yeah i would have said it's like end it like let it be good you know like um but i hear it's still a good show and i like that it's still around um, it, yeah, it'll, I'll cry when The Simpsons end, it's even if I'm not watching It's to think it. of it not being on. Yeah. I mean, it has been on for... Longer it, than my life. Yeah. To, and that's know. weird and scary and awesome. It's kind of like the show, like you were saying. Yes. There's, it's weird in our life to have something that 
continues like that and it's just always present absolutely i'm not sure um what day this podcast airs but today right now uh you might have seen on reddit or on my facebook or twitter uh <laughs> that today is 20 years from the episode um like skinner's badass song or something is the okay. title and in uh in that episode uh <clears throat> there is this picture floating around from it where Marge says to Bart, how would you like it if someone was laughing at something you said 20 years from now? <laughs> and today is the day, the 20-year anniversary of that joke. Wow. And they're still on. And what's funny is that because it was just a still, you're only getting that one image of Marge kind of lecturing Bart and Bart being lectured to. Yeah. Um, but the next little part of that joke is all of the Simpsons looked to the camera and smiled. <laughs> they, they knew the longevity of the Simpsons then, I think. At least they were hopeful of it, because they, that was 1994. Um, so they'd already been on for a few years, and I think they knew that, like... They are already huge. They are yeah. forever. Yeah. <laughs> we won't go away. Yeah, and I don't know if I do want them to go away. It's going to feel like... Uh, it's going to feel like Michael Jackson dying. <laughs> it will. It will feel like Michael Jackson dying. Like, his best years were behind him, and there are some... There are some issues that uh, we're unsure of, and some of us don't believe that. Some of us do believe that. And you're going to... But when but when Michael Jackson died, and when the Simpsons die, you're going to remember Jackson 5, Michael Jackson, and Thriller Michael Jackson. And you're going to remember seasons 2 through 8, or 1 through 10, whichever you like best. That is, that is extra horrible. <laughs> Compare later Simpsons listen, to listen. possible child assault. <laughs> I mean it. That's the thing. Well, that's well. <laughs> no, I don't. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's just, I do. You're going to think of the... Like, when you break up with someone, you're going to think of um, initially, like, oh, it was bad anyway. It's right. good to have ended. But then you're going to, you know, get those those rose-tinted glasses on, and you're going to think of how warm and snuggly they were. But you could still rewatch them, so that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And you can still rewatch Michael Jackson. Watch his face slowly, yes. slowly change into mm-hmm. something less human, just like The Simpsons. Oh. It started out more mm-hmm. human, became less human. And again, I've heard it's, I've heard it's pretty human. I've heard it's pretty good, but yeah. I haven't seen it. I think I saw an episode just randomly about a year ago, and it was it was just surreal. Really? Uh, yeah. In what way? Well, the animation is really different now. The animation is really different. It, the fact that it looked a lot slicker. Yeah. It felt to me like a lot of the jokes were just in terms of like joke construction, mm-hmm. really solid yeah. jokes, but it felt a little bit like a really uh, amazing cover band covering <laughs> a musician you know well, know exactly and it was like, that's almost what it is. But That sounds like uh, something they would say. Yeah, and I know a lot of people really liked the Neil Gaiman episode and mm-hmm. thought oh, that yeah. Yeah, a, uh, was a return to form. Totally. I've definitely kept up with the Simpsons openings. Simpsons have gotten really creative with their title sequence. Okay. Um, they did the Banksy one, which was pretty right. cool and political. Anytime that uh, Simpsons clip will make Reddit, I'd watch it. <laughs> I'm just not seeking it out. So you watch The Simpsons now via Reddit. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so how do you think your life would be different if you never saw The Simpsons? Or if you were told that you can't watch The Simpsons and they were just these weird yellow guys that you saw on products? My entire life would be completely different. Uh, the Simpsons is the most important thing in my life that is not a blood relative. <laughs> and that's true. I am. I was born in 91. The Simpsons have been on my entire life. And I watched them, uh, regardless of really how many times a week, once, you know, 
every year of my life, every week, every, not every day maybe, but right. you know, it's been in my life forever. It shaped how I view humor. It shaped how I view the world. It changes how I interact with people. And I know I'm going to get along well with someone that loves The Simpsons. Even if they're not obsessive, I know that we're going to get along because there's something special about Simpsons fans. And it, not to mention that I've started to launch a small career off of my <laughs> Simpsons fanaticism. Um, it's influenced my songwriting, too. The music that's in The Simpsons is so good and poignant and funny. Yeah. And, you know, I learned a lot about life that you can only learn, I think, in a TV show. And they've been with me my whole life, and I would not be the same person without them. And that's genuinely true. And it's not from just a, this is how I'm proving that I'm a fan, because there are other things I adore, like Wayne's World, that have <laughs> not changed my life. They've affected my life, but had that movie not come out, I, I just wouldn't have been, uh, I, you know, we'd be short one typed script. <laughs> <laughs> Your typing skills can suck ass. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, the, the Simpsons, I, I would be less funny and a little less well-rounded. Awesome. Awesome. So um, I like to ask people uh, questions about how obsessed they are. Um, sure. You you are fairly obsessed as yeah. the metric goes, but <laughs> just for fun. Yes. Uh, do you think about The Simpsons every day? Yes. I have <laughs> two uh, printed out um, pictures of The Simpsons on my work desk. So I actually am looking at two pictures every day. Okay. And, um, and what my, are the pictures? So it's actually really cool. I, I made a joke, on, or not even a joke, but I said on Twitter, like, just a reminder to send me anything Simpsons anytime. <laughs> if there's ever Simpsons news, please send it to me. And the next day, I got to work, and um, there was this picture that had um, Homer looking at a sign that's in front of, like, a thermostat, or, or sorry, a, fur a furnace, and uh, the sign says, like, do not touch, and it's signed by Willie, and then it has Homer saying, uh, don't touch Willie. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't know who did it for the longest time. It ended up being one of my um, coworkers who's a PA at the job that knew okay. that I liked The Simpsons. And I taped it to my desk. And then he did another one, which had a, um, a picture of, like a billboard that had a picture of Millhouse on a milk carton that says, like, missing. And then it says, no reward. <laughs> um, so I have those on my desk. And also, I, in my um, Twitter avatar, um, I'm wearing a Bart Simpson shirt. Uh, so it is around me every single day, and I see it. And if you ever look through my, um, my roll, my camera roll on my phone, mm -hmm. it's almost all Simpsons pics. Because okay. I, I respond to most things with pictures from The Simpsons, and my Instagram is mostly <laughs> using The Simpsons to my benefit. Do you think you could have a full conversation with another human being using only... Like Simpsons animated gifs or I've done memes. that. I've done that. It's so fun. It's really cool, and people are able to do it back. Um, I have a friend. He's a comic. Um, his name is Ryan Shoemaker, and uh, when he and I first started texting, it would just be gifs back and forth. And what we would do is we 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 weren't really getting anything across emotionally, but we would just stick to <laughs> themes. So I think I was mad at him about something. So I I sent just one of the Simpsons looking mad, and he replied with a different Simpsons looking mad. Eventually, it just became, we were all sending each other um, 
different times that guns were used in the Simpsons. <laughs> and there are actually a ton, including like Homer's makeup gun. Uh, Mo has a gun that has like a bunch of different pieces coming from it when they were all kind of in the rifle association. Okay. And Maggie's gun. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then my old roommate and I, we talk about Simpsons all the time and it's what keeps us connected. She, she lives far away from me now and Simpsons is, is our one thing. So you started a conversation to let another human being legitimately know that you're that upset mad. with them and it mad. escalated to guns. Yes. And did it resolve with pictures of uh, Simpsons characters with flowers? Um, not in that one, but we've had several conversations that were pictures from that. And, you know, I, I have another friend um, who I use Simpsons pictures in a, in a different way, which is just kind of a, uh, a much sweeter, I'm thinking of you way. We're kind of the kind of friends that have fallen out of touch in, in a way. And so I feel like it'd be inappropriate for us to necessarily text words. And this is this is sincere. Wow. I really mean it. And so we'll send each other pictures of Marge and Homer when they're young, uh, like when they're at prom, to, to, well, after the prom, when they're in the car together, mm-hmm. or um, pictures of, of Lisa when she's sad, or Marge when she's a little kid. And it, it says more than I could or that uh, that person could. Is it, so it's in place of, like, platitudes? Actual words, yes. Yes. So, but mm-hmm. you feel like it, it's, like, a more emotional way to say, like, I know you're having a hard day. It is. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Have you ever commissioned, or has anybody just made a picture of you Simpsonified? No. Sadly. Have you, have you directly asked for it in uh, your various social media outlets? No. I couldn't. But I would love that. <laughs> I think I would look a lot like Laura Powers if that's not making me sound too cool. But I wear an army jacket almost every single day. Um, the only reason that I'm not wearing it now is because it's boiling hot. Um, and I've got the swoopy side bangs, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm a lot like her looks-wise. Um, just throw some glasses on there, and really that's me. <laughs> so why, why have you never crossed that line to ask for that? I don't actually usually ask for things. I... Besides, send me everything Simpson-related. That was more of a that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke that became that was a beautiful more, reality. That was a little uh, self-deprecation. That was a little <laughs> just like a, that's my thing. <laughs> uh, Excellent. Yeah, but I would love that if anyone's listening. <laughs> Is there any Simpsons product that you wouldn't purchase or accept? Hmm. Any Simpsons product you don't want in your life? Let's think. Um, I, and I have a lot of Simpsons memorabilia, and I would like anything that was uh, from the 90s. Absolutely anything. I don't care how hokey or cheesy it is. Okay. Because all the vintage stuff is amazing. Um, but, yes, absolutely. When I went to Forever 21, which I do, <laughs> uh, I saw this horrible, horrible shirt. And I don't, I'm a little out of touch when it comes to some of the newer music. Um, so I don't know if it was maybe a reference to something. Um, but they made Bart wearing like a gold chain with a dollar sign. And he was wearing like a black hat and gloves. And he was just dressed like a hip hop star. <laughs> and I almost vomited. It was disgusting. Did it feel too untrue yes. to Bart's character? Yes. More so, and this is where my elitism, snobby, hipster, awful <laughs> side comes out. And it is, a, you know, it, it, I'm really conflicted by this. But I, I'll, I'll be true to myself and apologize for it later. 
<laughs> I don't want people walking around with that shirt that don't adore and obsess over The Simpsons. Okay. I don't want people that haven't seen it or only like the look of Bart to wear it. I only want true fans to wear the merch and true fans wouldn't wear that merch. So you, so you don't want fake Simpsons geeks? Honestly, anyone that wears that shirt, and I'm being truly awful, <laughs> but I mean it. Anyone that wears that shirt does not like The Simpsons. Anyone that has even considered buying it without irony does not like The Simpsons. How would you differentiate if you saw someone walking down the street with that shirt? How would you know whether or not they were wearing it ironically? Uh... Just if their face kind of That's looked quizzical. Okay. I'm trying to think if they had like a fanny pack. <laughs> so if they look like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If I think that's a, fair. Yeah, a fake mustache. <laughs> I think that is totally fair. Awesome. Thank you for being uh, honest. <laughs> it's totally in the spirit of The Simpsons. So. I know this is awful. but It, it really is. Come on. Uh, <laughs> could you be friends with someone who just violently hated The Simpsons? Even the original trilogy? <laughs> um, hated? Yeah, I just thought like... It's overrated, it's just a dumb cartoon, it's oversaturated and stupid. Can you tell me what they do like? <laughs> uh, let's say they... It doesn't uh, matter. They That's like Family Guy. Okay. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, I've done a lot of episodes of this podcast, and that might have been about the most, <laughs> the most hate I've seen in a person's face, which is awesome. Uh, listen, Family Guy has a lot of good jokes. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> but ugh, that's like people that don't like the Beatles. Like it's just, or that sorry, that hate the Beatles. And I'm I've really tried so hard to be a better person than I am and get over people's differences. I I even have a song about it. Called, it's a great song. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the song "Open Letter to Myself" is trying to teach me like, hey, people could like different things. And you could still like them. Um, yeah, just for it's basically a song about the difference between subjective versus objective, exactly, and not getting down your friend's throat exactly. for liking different things than you do. Right, and like, I guess the difference is, I could be friends with someone for years and then find out that they hate The Simpsons, and I would still be their friend because we've already formed something. Okay, but am I going to waste <clears throat> my my young adult life? befriending someone <laughs> who hates the simpsons they would well here's here's what they would hate me because all i do is talk about <laughs> the simpsons they would not want to follow me on twitter instagram or facebook and mostly that's what i have to offer in conversation <laughs> <laughs> so i think it'd be it'd be mutually beneficial for me to not be friends with someone who didn't love or really 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 like we won't even get into hate the simpsons <laughs> okay fair enough uh, would you watch The Simpsons with Hitler? No. <laughs> no, I'm not going <laughs> to. No, of course not. <laughs> what if uh, Hitler really agreed with you about the hot topic Bart Simpson shirt? Uh, I'm sure he'd have very strong opinions about a lot of things, <laughs> which is why no, never. No, I won't even. What if a portal opened up and okay. he said, I realize I've been wrong about a lot of things. Does he undo all the deaths? Sure. Oh, well. Oh, wait. So is he just an artist at this point? Has he yet to commit? 
uh, he's on the fence about what he wants to do. Maybe he wants to be an animator. Well, then absolutely. If this is if this is pre-war Hitler, um, but after he's kind of already mad from the first war and is kind of like learning about all the things to become Hitler, <laughs> then yeah, I would show him The Simpsons. He'd be like so confused, but they look so Aryan that I feel like he would adore them. <laughs> and would that make you uncomfortable? Kind of, because I'd be like, they're... Yes, it would make me very uncomfortable. And I don't think, like, I would like to know more about how this came to be. How did, who, what, is he in my time or am I in his time? Uh, let's just, uh, we, I've talked about this question a lot. And okay. there's been a lot of metaphysical discussion. Sure, sure, so sure, just sure. for variety. Okay. Uh, let's say you showed up mm-hmm. in uh, Germany, let's say like about 1932. Okay. Uh, so plenty of time sure. to change the course. Okay. You magically appear with DVDs <laughs> and I of the original trilogy of The Simpsons. And I'm assuming he has a DVD player. In the DVD <laughs> player. You also have a DVD player. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh... I think so. But I don't know what ramifications I would have on history. What would that do? (laughs) It would probably change a lot of things, but I would think for the better, right? I don't know. Maybe he's going to, you know, maybe he kills anyone that doesn't like The Simpsons. (laughs) 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 Death of the Family Guy. He would round everybody up who likes Family Guy and put them in a camp, and it would be horrible. I, you know, I, I don't think that I would compare my, my love and hate for things to Hitler's love and hate for things. Would you be more <laughs> concerned about changing the course of, uh, of Germany's history mm-hmm. or changing the course of The Simpsons itself? Germany's. Germany's. Okay, it's very responsible <laughs> for you. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, clearly. I mean, you have to. As fun as as fun a game as it is, I have some morals, and I can't do that. <laughs> okay, well, then you're going to love this next question. Oh, no. This is a newer one to the podcast. I've only okay. asked a couple people. Okay. Uh, if the only way you could watch The Simpsons is if someone you care about first had to be kicked in the groin. <laughs> that's something that's from The Simpsons. Is it? Yeah. Man gets gets hit in the well, groin yeah, by that's, football. Well, that's the, the Mole Man film, right? That, isn't yeah. that his film? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I know. But but it's a, this is the price. You put in a DVD of The Simpsons mm-hmm. and you hit play mm-hmm. on your favorite episode <laughs> with the teacher who formed you uh-huh. from second season. Uh-huh. But first, somewhere, someone you love has to be struck in the groin. How badly? It hurts, but there's no damage. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All these Hitler morals <laughs> out the window. What if you had to... I feel to... really bad, but I'd explain it. So you would, you would track it down? You would track the person down? Yeah. Yeah. And Who's doing this? Uh, it's like a, it's a robed figure. Is it Hitler? It's him. It might be Hitler. <laughs> it's a mysterious robed figure. Can maybe, I? Maybe, maybe it's just Hans Molnar with his cane. <laughs> Can I change World War II so that instead of uh, murder, it's just groin kicking? Absolutely. Then let's go back to this Hitler quest. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you... <laughs> So you want to show Hitler Hans Wollmann's <laughs> film and teach him to just strike people in the groin. Yeah. That that's what art is. Sure, that'd save a lot of lives. It really would. <laughs> a lot of groin hits. <laughs> that's awesome. So have you ever had a moment where you thought, maybe I like The Simpsons too much? Mm. I've been told that I like The Simpsons too much. But no, I like everything more than other people do, and that's always been my life. I... 
remember very early on in my life just asking to watch things again. My mom just being kind of like, yeah, that's a little weird, but okay. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I, um, I was encouraged to uh, watch The Simpsons. My family, we would go to uh, the local comic shop and get all the McFarlane toys and, you know, all the, all the cool action figures yeah. for it and... Not at all. I, I was definitely uh, supported in my decision to be a fanatic about the Simpsons. <laughs> um, I have found that I I love I love things more than other people that are in my everyday rotation love mm-hmm. them. Um, until I moved to LA, where everyone is kind of. I mean, I'm I'm from Long Beach, which isn't that far. No, but that's that's normies. And they don't, they've always thought it was weird. But when you get to LA, you find out that everyone has a weird obsession, and mine is a, is a largely beloved one. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you feel yeah. more normal. Yeah. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, I've been asking people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Is there a Simpsons noise that you can make that sums up your love of the Simpsons? Hubba hubba. <laughs> Of the many noises I could think of, I was Uh, not expecting that. Ee ooh, ee ooh, that's the same guy. So, this is, do you know what this is from? (laughs) No. I thought I knew The Simpsons pretty well until (laughs) you came to my house. This is another episode that I love, which is, um, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's the one where Mindy starts working at Homer's office. This is the really gorgeous redhead. Yeah. They end up having to spend the night together in a hotel, and there's this really pesky doorbell who comes in or um whatever you call him and um he really gets the idea that they're gonna sleep together (laughs) so he just has like a series of (laughs) like very over the top uh sounds for them and and hubba hubba was always (laughs) one of my favorites (laughs) have have you ever deployed that yeah oh yeah all the time (laughs) excellent excellent well here's some final questions uh that everybody gets in the podcast that uh, don't have anything to do with the simpsons but they can if you want to force the simpsons uh if you could travel in time but only go to the past or the future Mm -hmm. which way would you want to go i would want to go in the future Nice. For a long time, I thought I definitely thought it'd be the past, but in in this day and age, we're able to kind of absorb all of it with a better understanding, anyway. So you just hop to the future, yeah, I'd download everything. Yeah, I'd want to get you know get get all my uh, means of transport and and bring it all back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. You just download the entire culture. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. If you could transform into any animal once a month, if you are aware of something, <laughs> what animal would you want to turn into? A fox. Cool. Why? Uh, I think they're so cunning and sweet. I love the color orange. Not all foxes are orange. I'd want to be an orange fox. And then I could always just say, like a fox, and then turn into one. (laughs) So this would be a very public thing for you. (laughs) I'm sorry. You said this was a televised event? (laughs) You would, like, schedule shows about, you'd finish your set, and you'd say, I'm a fox. Yeah. And you'd turn into an orange fox. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Oh, I hate that, like, my, <laughs> go- <laughs> my go-to was to be Beatlesy, and that's annoying. Like, I wanted to be smart alecky and say, like, like a warm gun, it's a warm gun. But that's annoying. Happiness is, is being uh, completely true to your uh, love of things and being unapologetic for how silly you are and just being comfortable in your own skin. That's awesome. Can you take us out with one more hubba hubba? Hubba hubba. (laughs) Thank you. That is our (laughs) podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. 
Here we are at the end of the podcast uh, with an ad for my Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's a crowdfunding site like Kickstarter, except for it's ongoing. Uh, Patreon helps me keep this podcast going, so if you enjoy this podcast, check out patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw, and we like to have these ads nice and themed. So Allie, who just told me she's not very good at impressions, <laughs> is going to do an impression of a Simpsons character saying something nice about my Patreon. Oh man, this Patreon's really chafing me. <laughs> <laughs> Golden. <laughs>